Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by... Phil's Fudge Factory, the best fudge we have had by far in a long time. A division of Carnival Cravings Limited. They can be found at philsfudge.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Away we go with another episode of Erotic Awakening. How are you? Episode 173. Yes. And I'm doing great. Good. I'm all rested from our trip and ready to go on the next one. I took a 90-minute nap today. (laughs) Finally recovered from the last leg of travel. Yes. You called it a nipper nap. (laughs) It wasn't a nipper nap. It was a long nap. 90 minutes is going back to sleep for a while, regardless. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So on today's podcast... uh, we have returned from Lupercalia with mm-hmm. Janet Harding. Yes. Well, we didn't bring her back, but no, no, we, we brought we, her voice back. No, we brought uh, Janet Harding, the author or co-author of The Ethical mm-hmm. Slut and many other books, including one of our favorites, the uh, the woo-woo sex one. Oh, Radical Ecstasy. Radical Ecstasy. Yes. I don't know if she would call it a woo-woo sex one, but I will. I bet she would. Anyway, she has a new project <laughs> called Girl Fag. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and during the interview, you might hear her voice be a little gruff. Mm-hmm. It was very low during most of the weekend. Did you hear why? No. Because she had a tantric orgasm as soon as she got to the event. Oh. And it blew her voice. <laughs> it blew her voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we'll get to uh, Janet's blown voice in uh, a little bit. Um, welcome back from... So, uh, we are back from Lupercalia. We are, after talking about it for weeks and weeks. And what a fabulous time. <laughs> on, on our last podcast... Uh, we said that people who are tired of hearing about Lupercalia will not have to hear about it anymore. Wrong! No, but they're going to have to hear about it one more time because we have wonderful stories to come to bring back from Lupercalia. We do. Um, we do. And I don't even know where to start. We started off with Phil the Fudge Maker. Where's that damn fudge? Oh, here it is. It it's over. just a little bit left. Well, so fix... look at that. Ugh. Phil gave us a box of fudge, and I'm surprised we didn't eat it on the plane ride back. <laughs> There's plenty of fudge. <laughs> there is. Class. There's a half a bar left. Uh, so Phil, the fudge maker, gave us some fudge, and we mm-hmm. thank him for that. And we also thank, I, I tell you now, it just uh, it was the nicest event. in. Uh, uh, we go to a lot of events, so I we hate do. saying, this was the best event we've ever been to. But uh, the people there were fantastic. The event was fantastic. The staff mm-hmm. was fantastic. I did want to throw out a, a shout out to uh, uh, Jessica. From Playful Toys. Oh, yeah. Who, um, we needed a flogger for one of our presentations, and we mm-hmm. borrowed a flogger from her, and she said, oh, you guys are so nice. Why don't you take it home with you? I know. It's beautiful, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Which is really neat, because we flew to Canada. We didn't take any toys with us. And right. you and I do engage in the BDSM on occasion. We do, on occasion. And uh, <laughs> they gave us a... Um, 
Uh, well, they gave us a Wartenberg wheel as a presenter gift. As a presenter gift, as well mm-hmm. as some clothespins. Clothespins. Yay! And that flogger. <laughs> and between all that stuff, we ended up making a nice little scene. We did. We did. Isn't it funny how clothespins? Oh, they just make me drool. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a really cool question of the day today. We and, do. Um, we have a ringtone. <laughs> Uh, so we have all kinds of stuff going on. I need a little pen to keep track of all this. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. I usually give you one right off the bat. Yes. Um, Lupercalia. Lupercalia. Yes. It was so different. It was different than a lot of events that we've been to in that it had, like, it's it's got a <laughs> Roman theme. So uh, Friday night at Lupercalia, one of the things they do is a, a, the, is a Lupercalia is, of course, a uh, Roman term, I guess, for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. It has something to do. And unfortunately... Uh, it's a fertility rite, actually. Yes, we'll call it that. <laughs> but um, they don't say that during the play party part. <laughs> no. But uh, the sense of it then was on Friday nights, they had the Lupercalia games. And there's some right. games. I got to play ring toss with, with the, it was cock toss. It was cock toss. <laughs> so in the rings on the cocks. Yes. And you were they weren't real. They were dildos. Yeah. <laughs> You were quite good at that. Well, you tried to throw... I was good at it. I couldn't land a booby in a bowl for shit. (laughs) It was fun to watch, though. But you did really good with the chicken, choking the chicken race. Yes, I did. Thank you. I believe it was a tie. Um, Oh, so interesting. So Friday nights, they asked me to do the keynote. Yes. And I did the keynote in a toga. Yes. And I was already nervous about doing the keynote, but... Why don't we put you in a toga to enhance <laughs> stage. your nervousness? But I think it went fairly well. It went fabulous. So I loved it. I heard uh, good things about it and mm-hmm. I felt good doing it. So what good. else are you going to do? Yeah. So it was good stuff. So that was Friday. Uh, Saturday, you and I did a bunch of presenting. Um, oh, we had a fabulous and... time presenting on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What was Saturday? Saturday was uh, oh the advanced MS class, mm-hmm. Breaking Habitual Patterns. And then... What's love got to do with MS? What's love got to do with MS? And that was a good one. And packed rooms. Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. And then they took us out for dinner Saturday. Yes. Two more classes Sunday. Vietnamese. Delicious yes. Vietnamese. Uh, yes. It was just overall, I'm not going to bore our little audience with the blow-by-blow blow of the event. <laughs> it was a fantastic event. Highly recommended. If you're in the Edmonton area, uh, who rocks, Is or... It- if you're in the Calgary area, who yeah. also rocks. <laughs> Not according to each other, though. No, no, no. Apparently, I just pissed off half of those people listening. So, and Lupercalia is put on by EOS, the Edmonton O Society. Yes. I think is what that stands for. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, great people. And we got to meet a lot of uh, people from the Edmonton O mm-hmm. Society. O, doesn't that stand for something? I don't think so. I think okay. it just kept saying O. I'm thinking orgasm, but I don't know. <laughs> got to meet a lot of... <coughs> Yeah, it's better. Um, <laughs> so, not going to do a little blow by blow. Fantastic a, event. Edmonton, yeah. you should but, go. But, but two more things, though, because we got to see Julian Wolf do a yes. stage show. And we'll be uh, presenting an interview with Julian Wolf yes, shortly. Yes, a little bit later, yeah. And then we got to see Pocket Universe. Yes. 
So, and so people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, for a while we were playing a variety of Pocket Universe uh, songs. Mm-hmm. The end music that you hear whenever we do the end bump is the Pocket Universe co- doing a song called Whim. I believe the album is Torrent. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is when we were talking to them, they were saying <laughs> that that song, they, were, they actually were going to throw that song away. They didn't like it as much as we do. Oh, we love it. But very nice people too. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk to them for a while. Um... So that's yeah. it. Fun Great time. time at Lupercalia. Fun time. We finally got home Monday night, and we're actually all rested up. I'm surprised. We did really good. We took naps when we needed to over mm-hmm. the weekend, and we traveled really well. And man, I'm I'm. We got one one more day before we leave again. And you have your uh, coffee cup from Edmonton. As well. I do. What we is went it? Off adventuring to get you a coffee cup. <laughs> we did. Oh, you know what? That was one thing. Man, am I allowed to say I was disappointed? That it wasn't 30 below? You are. It was a little weird. We kept yeah. being steeled up for what's 30 below going to be like. Right. And it was a balmy 30. Two below. Which Two was below like. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, yeah, someone came in with a jacket. And we're like, what's it like outside? We're thinking of walking to Starbucks, which was a couple blocks. He's like, eh. It's negative two. Not a big deal. It's right. like, wow. And for us Fahrenheit people, that is a big deal. So, but yes. But it wasn't so bad out there, actually. No, not so bad. So, um, uh, what else do we got going on? As you were about to say, we're leaving in... Um, Just a couple, about a day and a half. Well, yeah. when you post this, we'll probably be out the door. <laughs> yes. So, I will try to automate some kind of podcast feed thing, or you may, uh, oh, podcast listeners, have to just live without it for a week, as we will not be in a podcast posting friendly place, but... Uh, we will be taking the podcasting gear with us and doing some interviews as we are will be on the road, so to speak, or better said, on the sea. We will be on the sea with other people that run events. So, yay. Yeah, they, and now there's uh, really interesting. We're going off with a bunch of lifestyle educators and mm-hmm. event directors and just people. Right. And uh, it's not that it's a educator's nah. thing or anything. It's just like-minded people say hey let's go on a cruise and mm-hmm. it's gained steam and away we go and someone else put it together and said hey do you want to go <laughs> and we said hell yeah so sounds like a plan now why I, I don't have any notes about titties on here i know I, oh i've received more boobies. there's no <laughs> what happened to the booby notes i don't know so one of the things we've been doing lately uh dawn is that <laughs> you keep getting pictures of tentacles and i say well i want pictures of boobies or food and apparently, pictures of boobies are is uh, what I'm getting. Uh huh. You've been getting some nice. I'm over here like blushing. Yes. You've been getting some nice. I will say pictures. So, yes, I much much enjoy the candy boobies. The uh, pierced boobies are nice, but the candy boobies, uh, I preferred simply because I can picture myself eating the candy <laughs> off the boobies. I hope you're still coming to visit us after that. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, oh well. Speaking of naughty, so if people wanted to send you pictures of tentacles or yes. me pictures of boobies or pictures mm-hmm. of food or coffee, well, coffee cups won't work through email, you could send those pictures to Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Mm-hmm. Or get a hold of us on the contact form of our webpage. And like I said, that, that's really, there's really been a lot of stuff coming through there. Including our question of the day. Yes. Other ways to contact us as well as where we'll be preventing... Presenting, presenting. <laughs> past podcast episodes and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. And you can also join the uh, subscription 
Boy, I can't say it either. You can also subscribe to the mailing list there. So we'll have more information coming out on that mailing list soon. You can indeed. Um, let's get into our question of the day at this point then. As okay. Go, scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> uh, so this is a fantastic question of the day. So one of the things that um, we touched on when we did the presentation Slutty Sex for Real Relationships up at Lupercalia was, which by the way, oh, you know what, if you're out there listening and you're thinking, boy, I'd like to book Dan and Dawn for something that's going to be huge and fun mm-hmm. and fill the room and oh my God. teach people something, Slutty Sex has really become a fantastic, well-received presentation yes. for us. Uh, I, Yeah, I just kept hearing about it and kept yeah, hearing about it. I think it, we really, so. really struck a tune, struck a chord with that um, so, and part of what we talk about in that class is um, getting over my body image issues. Right. And I think that just really rang a bell, so much so that when we went to do our next class, people were coming to us hoping it was a part two, yeah. where we were going to touch on how to fix body image issues. Re- remind me then that we should do a podcast, Slutty Sex for Real Relationships. Ooh. I don't think we've done that before. I don't think so. Well, 173 episodes, it's hard to tell what we've done. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was doing some cleanup the other day, and I came across the interview we did with Michelle Belanger. Uh huh. And I said, "We've done Michelle Belanger." I don't recall <laughs> that. So I did Michelle Belanger. Yes, That's you right. Did. You don't remember? Uh, that would be episode. Um, I don't remember. It was a while ago. Twenty something like that. Yeah, it's been over a year ago. Anyway, question of the day uh-huh. is coming back to the point. Um, Do you want me to read it? Yes. Okay. So, this came through on the comment form. It says, the main issue I really struggle with is the fact that I'm overweight and very self-conscious about it. This is really something that holds me back from trying to peruse events and the community. Part of me can't imagine that anyone would want to play with someone overweight and scared to take off their clothes. I imagine that if body issues are holding me back, I can't be the only one. Is there a place in the real scene for someone who isn't skinny or stand and model beautiful? So, great, great question. I find it so funny that when we do Eyes of the Kaddishti or Slutty Sex or, or classes that, f- mm-hmm. that uh, address body image issues, it's never the plus 200 people, pound people that come up to us and say, oh, I'm having, struggling with my body image, although they may right. well be. Right. But it's always the model thin, mm-hmm. beautiful women. That, mm-hmm. you know, classically magazine beautiful women that come up to us and say, oh, I can't, I couldn't believe I'd, I'd ever be out in public with right. my clothes on. Um, and this happened again in, at, uh, after we did Slutty Sex on the last Sunday. A mm-hmm. uh, very beautiful woman came up. To, uh, did, did you see her in her kimono later? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, came up and she said, oh, I, you know, I can't, you know, I have body image issues. I'm... Um, and she was a she was a fox. She so was a hottie. Fox. Yep. So interesting. Uh, back to this question. I, what you will find when you go out into the real scene, at mm-hmm. least it's been our experience. Now you, Don, are not the model thin woman. I am not the model thin woman, so I am definitely on the plus side. So and, and we like have you were no, saying, and you are not um, abnormal. No, I'm short and curvy, and there's a lot of people out there that like short and curvy. (laughs) And in the um, what we found in the BDSM community is that there's a lot of real people out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you rarely. uh, I'm not going to say rarely, but um, uh, I come across more people that are not stand and model 
than I do that are stand-in model because stand-in model is not the norm percentage-wise. No, if you go to, uh, and this is what I found fascinating, the mm-hmm. very first munch we went to about 12 mm-hmm. years ago, um, it was as if, if you go to a Walmart or a Target or whatever Kroger grocery store, right, mm-hmm. and you just stand there and then watch the next 20 people to walk in. Right. Those are, that's going to be the slice of people you see in the yep. BDSM community. They're going to be very beautiful and model picture perfect. And they're going to be uh, Barbie and Ken, and they're going to be old and fat and dumpy mm-hmm. and handsome and overall, for the most part, average looking. Right, right. Um, a slice of the real population. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I think, <clears throat> well, I'll let you speak to that. As a, um, a BBW, I believe is the way people <laughs> Big, put it now. Beautiful woman, yes. Do you find that the community, uh, as and not just the local Ohio community, but we are, of course, uh, international travelers at this point. Mm-hmm. That's two trips to Canada. <laughs> um, would you say that your size has made, has anyone has turned and go, oh my God, I can't believe a fat woman in the dungeon. Oh no, not at all. As a matter of fact, getting into the BDSM community has actually been one of the most healing things that I could have done because it seems that people in this community are more apt to have, um, we call it eyes of the Kaddishti, which means that the people are looking at you for you and not really a body size. And, you know, everybody is so into wanting to be accepted for their fetishes and wanting Mm -hmm. to be accepted for who they are that um, it's hard for many of us to reject anybody else for any reason. So, you know, the first time, now, granted, it's, it's easy for me to take my clothes off now. As a matter of fact, I enjoy the hell out of it. But at the beginning, you know, it was very hard for me to take off my shirt. And then I saw another chubby woman take off her shirt and just be running around and having fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to be like her. <clears throat> and you worked with me until I could get my shirt off and then I could get my clothes off. And the first time I took off my clothes completely in a dungeon, you know, it was it was hard but then I saw that nobody was staring at me, unless it was with this lust in their eyes. <laughs> you know, people asked to play with me. You know, people accepted me for who I am. And mm-hmm. the chubbiness had no no effect. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say no effect, because I think people are still people, right? Okay. I, uh, <clears throat> I have my taste in females. True. Right? So I look around and I say, oh, that's attractive to me and that's not attractive to mm-hmm. me. That's not good or bad. I don't think you will face any, um, I think you will face less discrimination yes. in the BDSM community than you would in the non, in the whatever normal life you lead. Sure. I, you know, I'm not, not going to say that there's none. Mm-hmm. BDSM community is filled with people. Some people are judgmental. Some people only that's want true. Barbie right. or Ken and that's who they want to play with and that's fine. Or they want somebody who's within the uh, age range of 22 to 27. Right. Um, fine, whatever. Uh, but you won't find you automatically ostracized because you don't look like... Exactly. Anything, you know, what anything specific. So, and what's funny is that even after... Good Lord, we're coming up on 13 years of being in the community. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say even after 12 years, you know, that body image issue, sometimes you'll just have to talk yourself through it and remind yourself that you are just as beautiful as anybody else Mm -hmm. because that stuff gets pounded into your head by the media 
and society and, you know, whoever else, whatever. You know, but even now when I get asked to play, sometimes I still have to go into that manual mode. Mm -hmm. Are they sure they want to play with me? They're going to be seen playing with somebody chubby. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I look at them and the the people that are playing with me don't care. Did you know you got asked to be played with at um, Lupercalia? Did I know I got asked to be played with? I got flirted with by quite a few people. Yes. Did but, I get asked? Yes. There was a... And a, missed it? Yes. I think you did miss it. There was a... Uh, when we were doing Slutty Sex, you were uh-huh. talking about being spanked, and somebody <gasps> in the audience spoke up and said, oh, I would spank you. Well, they passed you in the hallway later, and they looked right at you, and they said, if you want that spanking, let me know. Damn it. I can picture him, too. <laughs> Because he said he would be willing to be Fernando. (laughs) That's right. That is. That's him. I think he was wearing a kilt. Damn, I hope he friends me. (laughs) Shoot. We were missed opportunity. Damn. We were so busy, though. To go back to Kali's question, I hope that answers your question. I hope so. Just, yeah, just keep, um, talk to yourself. Talk to yourself and, and... Get out there and it may get be helpful. <laughs> go with somebody who you already know. Yes, you. I mean go. Uh, shit, um, you're in. I, as a matter of fact, figure out how to get down here, and we'll go to an event with you, or we'll come up there and go to an event. Because chubby girls that, yeah. are definitely, definitely loved here. <laughs> and I would say, you know, um, we certainly have all shapes and sizes here in Central. Mm-hmm. All right, so enough of that question. We of do. The day. We do. If you have a question of the day. Uh, we've already given you the contact information, so ha-ha, <laughs> take that. Uh, feel free to friend us on FetLife if you can find us, or go to the Erotic Awakening group on yes, FetLife if you can, can find that. If you can find the Erotic Awakening group on FetLife, we're the owners. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately. Um, the other thing I, get, I think that I wanted to mention, um, uh, I want to mention this awesome ringtone, and I'm actually going to... Are you going to play it? I am going to actually oh play it. God. So we have a, a, a listener named uh, Bung... Is it bungee or bungee? I like bungee. I don't know. Um, they didn't record their name for us. Why are you blushing? Well, you're about to find it. Anyway, this ringtone will be posted on the website. You'll have to look for the tag ringtone. Oh and picture yourself sitting in a meeting and you're listening to the CEO talk about profit loss ratios. And somebody texts you and your ringtone goes off and it sounds like this. Do you like that ringtone? <laughs> I like that ringtone. You but are so I think red. we can add this to the sensual humiliation yes. class. Uh, you are red and you have little tears dripping in your eyes. <sighs> but I think... <sighs> so how would you feel if you heard that ringtone? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bungie or Bungie, thank you very much for that ringtone. We have placed it on the website for all to share part of me was to say i'm honored and the other part of me is like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) uh also wanted to mention while dawn recovers um elvin wrote in and said uh hello mate i just moved to london anything going on in london and uh, then he wrote in and said uh never do that accent again it was horrible cheers (laughs) Uh, but, you know, we do have some people in London that listen to the podcast. Um, so, guys, if uh, you have contact information you don't mind sharing with good Sir Elvin, 
uh, please let us know. Mm-hmm. And I did recommend Elvin head on over to the Fet Life and search for London and see what kind of groups are out there. I have a, I, I'm sure there's stuff going on over there. And as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, there's a podcast or two. Uh, you know what? I guess they just don't do that podcast anymore. There was the, the Gay British oh, Leatherman yeah. podcast. I can't recall what it is at the moment. But either way, right. now that I think about it, I haven't heard it in... Mm. It hasn't downloaded in many months, so I guess it's dead. And I know some of our contacts aren't really out. Yes, but, yes. Um, there are particular people in mind. I'm hoping they listen to this and say, yes, I'm right. okay with being contacted because they're not out. Um, so there you go. There's the London connection. If anyone can help us with that, toss us an email and we will put you in touch with Elvin. Mm-hmm. Are we at Janet Hardy yet? No, almost. we got two more things. So guess, guess what we're doing after we get back from our trip? Um... We have another event. <laughs> now, what are you talking about? I'm talking... Oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> Oops, red again. Yes. So, no, that one, that one... No, I'm you're, talking you're about St. Louis. <laughs> you're not alluding to our date. No. Okay. You're alluding to St. Louis. Yes. Guess what? What? That is actually one and the same. Is it? Well, if the, if the initial date goes well, then we will do a... They're from St. Louis. That's right. That's got nothing to do with the fact that we are going to beat me in St. Louis. Yes. <laughs> now, if you are a podcast listener and you say, well, you know, I like Dan and Dawn, mm-hmm. but I much prefer listening to the Barrack and Sheba BSing episodes, mm-hmm. well, they'll be at Beat Me in St. Louis as well. And we're, we're actually doing a workshop together. We are doing a workshop together. That'll be and interesting. That would, <laughs> I have no clue how that's going to go. We're I don't need... know, because you know why? Three dominant personalities... And me. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to get a word in. <laughs> I, we're going to need a talking stick or something to just to rein in anybody from, so anyone would have a chance to speak. And uh, then um, also uh, from the house, uh, Rick's Kitten and Master mm-hmm. Rick will be there also yep. presenting. They yep. did some really nice stuff at Winter Wickedness or Cope. I can't recall which. Which one? It wasn't the last one, ago. but it was either two or three events mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, great stuff. So, it'll be the Columbus takeover of St. Louis. And we might be meeting a couple of people in St. Louis that are actually on our staff. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. We've cool. got two that are on our staff oh, see, that we haven't met in person. That's good. We almost made it through the episode without plugging Car Exchange <laughs> Summit. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. Uh, if you are interested in power exchange relationships and you're not going to Power Exchange Summit, then... Okay. What? <laughs> I guess that's all right. Not allowed to say... But if you are <laughs> I was thinking going to Power Exchange Summit, then we're going to have classes and social time and all kinds of awesome stuff, including uh, who do, which pres- I'm going to mention. Ooh, which the, one are you going to mention? Uh, well, see, this is going to come back to the Lupercalia tie-in. Yeah? Because... Uh, although at first, before they met us, they were like, "Oh, Dan and Dawn are coming, huh?" I was kind of hoping Doctor Bob. Oh yeah, and they got us instead. Right. But if they come to Power Exchange Summit, Doctor Bob is going to be there. He is. And uh, Doctor Bob, a good friend of ours, helped us to publish our uh, first mm. book, Living MS. Right. Actually, wrote the forward for that. He did. He did. So um, come to Power Exchange Summit by checking out PowerExchangeSummit.org and mm-hmm. see how awesome it might be. <laughs> if you're there. If you're there. And you had one other thing you want to talk about. I wanted to talk about the beyond gender. That's what I was thinking of. Is it? So tell me about that. Um, 
me tell you about that? Yes. So, well, beyond, beyond gender, um, it's being put on by uh, the teachers of our POTQ group mm-hmm. Path along Path of the Kadishti, along with um, Raven Caldera and his boy Josh. Yes. So, um, so t- the idea of touching beyond gender mm-hmm. is the idea that um, exploring sacred sexuality across gender, right, without right, gender boundaries, mm-hmm. including trans people, right, and um, people who gender identify differently, exactly. So, and, you know, and basically that's, that's what it is. So it is a workshop. At first it was going to be given to the POTQ students, but they've opened it up, Mm -hmm. I believe, to anybody that wants to take the workshop. And, um, they're basically going to be teaching people how to be more comfortable in sacred touch and in dealing with Mm -hmm. people that are, um, trans transitioning Mm -hmm. or have transitioned or yeah, people that just identify Genderly different. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, when we were speaking with Julian Wolf the other day, mm-hmm. um, they identify gender neutral, right? And how difficult that can be to uh, other people that don't quite, you know, that want to say, "Oh well, she" or "Oh well, he." Exactly. Sort of so exactly. So you can, you can find out more about touching beyond gender by going to beyond gender dot. SherryMichael.com. I will put that show that link in the show notes. Cool, cool. And then rate us on iTunes. Did you say that? No, I did not say rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes or tweet about us or like us on Facebook. Yes, as you, um, and by the way, if uh, anyone listening to the podcast right now Mm -hmm. goes out and rates us on iTunes, yeah, then the next episode will be completely free. Ooh. <laughs> That's called a little bait and switch. We can't yeah. charge a damn thing for this thing anyway. So, um, well, let's talk to Janet. Hardy. Okay. Let's do that. Janet Hardy is the uh, author of a variety of awesome things, like co author of um, well, Ethical Slut. Ethical and Slut. Radical Ecstasy. Radical Ecstasy. There's the, the bottoming, top, book. bottoming book, the topping book. Um, good gosh. Quite a bit more, yeah. <laughs> Many yeah. of the books in our reference library. Many of the books in our reference library, and it's really, really awesome to be able to just sit and chat with her. And um, you want to hear my very personable? Uh oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. we were at. Uh, <laughs> so we've run into Janet a few times mm-hmm. between in, at different events, and right. one time um, we I helped carry some books up to their room. But mm-hmm. of course, you know, we're one of the gajillions or two of the congillions of people that she meets and um we just ran into her in chicago at a book signing right. talked to her for a little bit but anyway uh, anyway the fanboy <laughs> moment is like uh we ran into janet at lupercalia and she goes oh hey look it's dan and dawn uh-huh it's like oh <laughs> well it just kind of makes you feel a little warm and fuzzy <laughs> yeah. or just Envious of her fantastic memory in my well, that's way. true. <laughs> Don, here we are, still at Lupercalia, having a fantastic time. And uh, one of the people we ran into earlier says, "I normally get to do a particular class, but sounds like you guys are doing that class." Like that. So uh, that person would be Janet Hardy, who's uh, joined us on the podcast tonight. Thank you for spending a little time with us, Janet. A great pleasure. We are not going to ask you about the ethical slut. 
Good, because we all know about the ethical slut. If we're listening Much. to Dan and Dawn's podcast, we know about the ethical slut. <laughs> we, we do recommend that book a lot. I yes. have a <laughs> uh, But you've got a new book that's coming out that is really fascinating to me. It's more than just a, it's not a how-to anything, but more of a reflection, more of a memoir. Is that more right? Of a mem- more of a memoir with some diversions into history and ponderings and so on, but mostly a memoir. So this book is called... Girl Fag? Girl Fag, A Life Told in Sex and Musicals. Okay. Nice. I get the sex, but why music? The musicals just got in there. I, okay. I, I started writing the book as my master's thesis, actually, although I've developed it a lot since then. And I kept writing about my life with gay men and feeling like a gay man myself. And so much of it turned out to be about Broadway musicals. It's just <laughs> my no very figure. first sense of myself as I want to be that was watching Captain Hook on the old Mary Martin Peter Pan when I was four or five, six, six, I guess. Uh, and if you remember that Captain Hook, he was a big screaming queen with lace cuffs and <laughs> mincing and flopping his wrists around. And it was like, oh, that, I want that, I want those boots, I want to be that. <laughs> and so it started right off with the musical mm-hmm. with Peter Pan, and the musicals kept creeping back in. Uh, the book ends with um, some thoughts about Hedwig and the Angry Inch and where we are with gender and trying to be a gender that we weren't born to be or trying to be with a gender that we weren't born to be. So the musicals just became a through line. Okay. There's actually a musical number in the book that I wrote. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't write the music because I don't know how, but there's words. Well, so <laughs> S- me- sung by my penis and balls, by the way. <laughs> we'll have to bring that onto the podcast. <laughs> so let me start off by asking, so what is, is girl fag a term that you've coined or what is no. a girl fag? Are you a girl fag? Am I a girl fag? What's a girl fag? Uh, a girl fag, there's actually a Wikipedia entry I was pleased to find. I did not coin the term. Jill Nagel, another sex educator and writer, coined it back in the 80s. And it's caught on pretty well. Um, a girl fag is a woman whose erotic attraction and whose sense of community focuses on gay men. Okay. Um, my very first top fantasies, for example were, again, I'm dating myself badly, were about Dr. Smith on the old Lost in Space show, <laughs> who some of you may remember was not a straight man. He was just not. I, I happened to be fortunate enough to have found and married a man who made his mother drive him to J.C. Penney's about that time so that he could get a velour V-neck with a dickie like Dr. Smith's. <laughs> so I found, I found my soulmate, clearly. Um, the converse of a girl fag, a man who likes lesbians, likes to be with lesbians, likes to hang with lesbians, is called a guy dyke. And okay. nobody okay. that I've been able to find out has knows who coined that one. It just seems to have been kind of one of those independent discovery things because we needed something for a flip of, of girl fag after, mm-hmm. after Jill invented sure. that. And the first time I heard that word many years ago, it was like, oh, there's a word. <laughs> and now when I'm going out talking about the book, it reminds me so much of when Dossie and I first started writing Ethical Slut and going out and saying, we're writing this book called Ethical Slut and people going, there's a word. There's yeah. a, there's some, and it's the same. Yeah. That and a lot of people who are really angry, which I'm just starting uh-huh. as, as the word gets out about this book, I'm starting to get some heat, which I knew I would. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, a, the implication that a gay man might sleep with a woman and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, in the in the era of born this way, that's kind of not okay to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And B, fag. It's yeah. a hot it's a hot word for a lot of people. And even though I'm not calling anybody that but myself. Right. Uh, I'm already getting some really angry messages. So I knew going into it 
when I chose to call the book that to follow Jill's lead and use the word that was already in circulation rather than calling it something quieter um, <laughs> that I was going to be letting myself in for this. But having spent the last well, almost 20 years of my life right now reclaiming slut, I guess I get sure, to I move guess. on and, and reclaim the next one. Yeah, so I was wondering, you know, how that was going because, yeah. you know, the word slut came out and we, we talked to people about reclaiming that word because it's been derogatory for so long, you know, and empowering it by, by claiming yeah. it. And it just feels like that's what you're doing. Yeah, it's sort of a done deal now on that yeah. one. There's slut walks but, going on oh, all yeah. over the world. <laughs> but if you go back, um, one of the times I was in Canada... 10 years ago, maybe a little more. Uh, there's actually a documentary out in the world called Slut that mm-hmm. argues strongly that nobody should ever use the word because too many women have been hurt by it. And I'm, I've been put on uh, as the dissenting person on right, that. Right. And I think I do it pretty well, but um, nonetheless, it, it's not that long ago that people were as offended by slut as I suspect they're going to be by girl fag. By girl yeah. fag, yeah. Now, with, with the book Girl Fag, is it uh, you... It, with ethical slut, you were more talking about a position about about being a slut, what a slut is, let it up. Yeah. But I get the impression is Girlfrag more of a more of a personal memoir. Sort Much of more thing? so. Much more. Okay. So. It, uh, I'm working on another memoir now that's called um, Impervious Chronicles of a Retired Deviant. That's about my <laughs> my journey into and out of active SM. Uh, and so memoir seems to be what I'm feeling right now. Okay. Um, and also I'm working on a journalistic book called. When Love Conquers Gender, about people in relationships with people who are outside their usual sexual preference. Okay. Um, so this this world of gender seems to be where my heart is right now. Um, and here at, at the conference, I taught a Girl Fags and Guy Dykes workshop, and we all had a lot of fun in it. Because <laughs> every time I teach this workshop, I get people coming up afterwards going, I never knew that I could talk about this and that it might be okay and that there right. were other people who felt it. And for some, you know... You know that we don't make much money going out on the road doing no. these things. But what makes it worthwhile is when you get that. You get yeah. someone who oh, yeah. just gets a little opened up by when mm-hmm. something you said. Now, my, I, I see that you brought a reading from Girlfriend. I did, I did. And I know that you guys talk and write a lot about flirting. So <laughs> I, I, I brought some uh, a little piece I did about flirting. So if you would like me to... Oh, please do. Okay. Yes. This piece says... Gay men, I've found, are the best for flirting with. They know the rhythm, the self-revelation, the personal observation, the compliment, the touch, reeling you in, giving you slack, pulling you back in again. Flirting with gay men is lighthearted, consequence-free, an easy ritual. When you try to flirt with straight guys, there's always the chance that the flirtation might turn into actual sex. Flirtation becomes a kind of playing chicken. How far can you take it before someone makes an actual proposal, before someone has to say yes or no? The fact is that even when you flirt with a gay man, sex isn't necessarily all that distant a possibility. Such things have been known to happen. But his gayness gives the flirtation some plausible deniability. You can flirt with impunity, which means you can flirt very well indeed. If you're worried that you're too old or you're too fat or you're too unattractive, then you're not going to be flirting very well. In fact, you probably won't be flirting at all. Confident people flirt, insecure people beg. When you flirt with a gay man, he's not supposed to notice what you look like because, of course, he isn't going to fuck you anyway, so you can just go for it. You know who else is really great at flirting? Babies. If you want proof that great flirting is an end in itself, consider this scenario. You're sitting there in the diner, having a cup of coffee and reading the paper, 
and suddenly over the top of the banquette in front of you appears a pair of enormous blue eyes. <laughs> you smile or make a face or stick out your tongue, and the eyes disappear bashfully behind the red vinyl, and you hear a muffled giggle. You go back to your newspaper, but now you can't really concentrate. She's gotcha. And sure enough, a tuft of fluffy hair rises up, followed by a round forehead, and again those big eyes, now crinkled with merriment. From here on out, you're hooked. You can forget about your newspaper. You'll be making faces, playing peekaboo, performing puppet shows with your slices of bacon. Babies are not always so good at figuring out when to stop flirting. But they are superb at starting, and even better at continuing, which are, after all, the hard parts. But, you know, a baby is not tall enough to see over the bank of a, back of a banquette. All that fabulous flirtation is performed standing on the lap of a loving parent, who will pick her up and soothe her if someone, say sticks a couple of straws up their nose to be a walrus and startles her and makes her cry. <laughs> Flirt with the weird lady in the restaurant. Get comforted by mommy. It's the perfect safe setup, like being gay, but with looser pants. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like when you read that, that not only... And, and it's fun, to, by the way, as a side note, to sit here and feel Dawn squeeze my leg and giggle and, and all that have kind I, of stuff. Have I hit the points that you make when you teach flirting? Good, good, good. Uh, but it, I can tell from you that you are you enjoy reading it. You enjoyed writing oh, it, I assume. Totally, totally. You know, which is not to say it wasn't a big struggle. Uh, you know, uh, this is, in my not so humble opinion, the best writing I've ever done. And I wrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it to make it be exactly what I wanted. But there was great joy and great self-discovery in in getting it down on the page. And in when you take it out in public and people dig it, it's mm -hmm. just incredibly fun. I don't know any... I'm sure there are writers who don't like doing readings because some people are too shy to be okay with speaking in public. And in, But, you know, in spite of being a raving introvert, I am not a shy person. I like speaking in public. <laughs> um, so, and reading my own stuff is the best because I don't have to think all that right. time. <laughs> And does anybody really know if you screwed it up? It's like, well, she not, wrote it. She not, not unless they're following along and they wrote <laughs> right, it. Right. Particularly in an unpublished book, nobody follows along. So let me ask you about the, the unpublished part. My understanding is that you're going to go through Kickstarter to try and, and, and get this funded and move it away, move it that way. The, yes, I am. Um, clearly, I do. I'm going to get it in print one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know, I started Greenery in 1992 on no money at all. I know how to publish a book on a shoestring. Um, one way or another, I'll get the damn book into print. But in order for it to reach all these people who are going to go, oh, there's a word for it, mm -hmm. there has to be marketing, there has to be a tour, there has to be that kind of dough put into it. And I'm a freelance writer and right. sex educator without portfolio, and I don't have that kind of money. So mm -hmm. I've opened it up to the world to ask for help. And we're past halfway we have till the end of the month. I think we're at about the two-thirds point right now. And I'm told by other people that have done Kickstarter that the last couple of weeks are when it gets exciting. But thank you so much for helping me get the word oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Anybody who wants to find it can go to Kickstarter. The, the URL is really long, and I'm not <laughs> going to read it to you. But if you go to Kickstarter and enter either my name, which is Janet W. Hardy, or the word Girlfag, this is what's going to pop up. So you'll find it right away. Awesome. And, and the idea of Kickstarter, if I understand it correctly, is you get the, it's it's like buying stock in the Packers. You get to be parts of the create, not part of the creative process per se, but part of the saying, I help make that happen. Exactly so. And part of what makes Kickstarter work is those of us who try to finance our projects this way, we come up with all kinds of swag 
for people oh, to okay. help. So if you want an autographed first edition or an autographed uh, advanced reading copy or a t-shirt that says girl fag on it in big letters or a badge to sew on your leathers, uh, that's all there. Or even, you know, if you've got some serious bucks, I'll come to your town and do a reading at your private party. You know, the, that'd be the, awesome. Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be, <laughs> awesome. Nobody's contributed at that level yet, but I'm holding out hope. Um, so there's, you can participate at any level you want. The swag starts at two bucks. Most people can swear, uh, can swing two bucks, and then they get a girl fag button. Okay, yeah, Yay. very cool. So right. I think that's awesome. So, and we'll have the address for that Kickstarter on our uh, show notes as well. Oh, wonderful. Okay, thank so you. So you can just click it. Mm-hmm. So one more question for you, if you don't mind. Not at all. What's next? Oh, Where do you go from here? (laughs) Probably working on the two books that are on my computer and going untouched while I work on this project. (laughs) Um, Beyond books, though. What about beyond books? Beyond books? Uh, I don't think beyond books much. Um, Books have been my life. Um, I'm doing less and less of this kind of going out on the road in public speaking as I get older and older, and it hurts more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, So books you know i'm doing a lot of freelance editing i'm working as a writing coach with a couple of people who are working as queer writers and trying to build their queer voices um i'm doing consulting with people who are trying to make their books into self-published books that they can put out to the world because you know i turned words into books on no money for a really long time and not too many people know more about it than I do. So that's, that's, it's not bringing in a lot of money, but it's loads of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And it may turn into something or it may not. And I'm still running uh, as editorial director, both Greenery Press, which I sold back in 2010. I'm still under contract as editorial director and also down there books, which is owned by the same company that bought Greenery. So I'm managing the editorial for both of those companies. So it's books. <laughs> it's books. <laughs> We're looking a little bit at audio books, and of course, ebooks are huge right now. So mm-hmm. I basically spent the last year converting the existing catalog into ebook form. Um, but books are what I like. Okay, fair enough. Fair no, enough. Nobody is going to hire me as a movie actress at this point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Good deal. Okay, Janet, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Very much appreciate. Very much appreciate the uh, preview of Girl uh, Fat. <laughs> And um, I will, we'll hopefully people will head over to Kickstarter and be part of something new. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my pleasure. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but I sing the occasional musical here and there. We I might did get... not know that. Well, there we go. Trans Camp Out in Walton, West Virginia is offering an exclusive deal to all EA podcast listeners. If you use the promo code TCO2012 underscore erotic awakening, you'll receive 15% off of the cost of the event. Check out www.transcampout.org. Do you want to have your podcast event, fudge, charity, or service (laughs) as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. Bargain. Contact us at danadon at eroticawaking.com. Did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed books, Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn, or support them by buying Erotic Awakening t-shirts, messenger bags, or coffee mugs? All items can be found by simply visiting the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.
I think that um, since we just ran into the uh, people that of Pocket Universe, mm-hmm. I will go ahead and let the end bump music go ahead and play all the way out. Ooh, so, nice. Uh, people who are listening, you can list, you're listening to uh, the song Whim by Pocket Universe. You can find out more about Pocket Universe at pocketuniversemusic.com. Music. 